Welcome to the third in a series of summer specials by the fellows of the No Church Answers podcast. I'm Steve Titch, the producer of No Church Answers, and also known by the sobriquet, The Gambler. And with me today is Bill Cox, who is stepping out of his usual role as podcast host to talk about a subject that's been on his mind for some time, and that's the dual instances of being fired from a job and quitting. So, Bill... <laughs> hey, thanks so much, Steve, and hey, welcome, everybody. Um, we are coming up on doing our 300th podcast of No Church Answers, and which started off as Man Up Spiritual Oasis, and I don't know if we've ever covered a subject like being fired and quitting, and those are so central to men I thought that it's absolutely important that we did uh, attack those um, subjects. And unfortunately for me, I have firsthand experience with both of them and recent experience. And so <clears throat> I just wanted to talk a little bit about the effects uh, that it has on a person uh, on a man. Well, there's there, there's quit differences between quitting and being fired, and you've kind of been through both. I think both of us have, but but both you have done through both rather, <coughs> but you've done both. You've been through both rather recently. Absolutely, and that's why I thought it was <clears throat> really important that, um, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to go ahead and bring this subject up, and because. Occupations are central to the mere identity of men, and to have it taken away, it really rips a person to uh, a core. And now there's differences between firing and quitting and the psychological effect on not only the men, but on their circle of influence and how they relate to their friends. A lot of times, men don't have many acquaintances that are outside of the work environment. So if they quit, it's one thing. But if they're fired, then they're thrown out of that group. And so let me just talk a little bit about um, what I'm not going to talk about today. And I'll, let's just get that out of the way. I'm not talking about resignation. I'm not talking about when a guy resigns and gives two weeks notice and makes sure that his mentor, his understudy, is ready to step into you know, the was, position. When he, when he takes another job, when he kind of orderly, <clears throat> right. in an orderly way, moves right. from one job to another. You're talking about a situation where uh, one is fired, maybe without notice, or certainly, certainly rather suddenly, but you're also talking about getting so fed up with a position, right. a situation that you've got to quit for your own sanity. Right. Let me talk, <clears throat> let me talk about the harshest one first. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, being fired. And, and, and the exact uh, sequence with me is that I had a boss and he was a yeller when things didn't go his way. And I am... The kind of person, and I kind of let stuff flow over my back. I am a professional salesman, so 
I do not cross all my T's and dot all my I's. I get the deal. That's that's what I, at me as a salesman that I do. This particular when I got fired and you will know I told my wife the night before I think I am going to get fired from this job. So number one, I'd just like to point out, oftentimes you will have a premonition that it is going to happen. And in my case, I had that. And the next day, the boss was taking the opportunity to scold me like a child in front of the other staff. And I remember vividly, I looked at him, and let's just say his name is Tim, because it's Tim. I go, Tim, I understand that you're upset, but just because you're upset doesn't mean I'm hard of hearing. (laughs) And the look on his face, I knew right then I should have pulled those, if I could have, I would have pulled those words back. (laughs) Because those were the straws that broke the camel's back. In a way, it broke it with me too, because I do not. I'm. I worked for my dad on the farm. I've been in the military. I've been married. I've had. I've raised kids. If you need to yell at somebody, buy a dog, or yell at your kids. Don't. Not an employee, and and certainly not for. My offense was. You know, I sold and I gave a discount that I probably wasn't authorized to give, but that's just me. I wanted the deal, and <laughs> I sold it. I got the deal, and but it wasn't according to the way he, you know he he wanted it, and 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 that's certainly his his right. I mean, it's his his company and uh, his rules, and I was not going to be able to morph into that so i knew i knew i was selling and because i saw it on my paycheck because i'm a commission salesman but i also got the vibe from the guy that he, he wanted me to sell but he wanted me to do things his way so it's it's not good enough it's not good enough to get results you got to do it their way and I didn't really fit into that realm. And I hadn't been there a long time. I can imagine that if I had been there a long time, the humiliation factor would have been ratcheted up. But I'd only been there eight months. And so I didn't necessarily know everybody. That, and it's not like we did barbecues together. They didn't know my family. So... The screaming and the humility, and he intended it. You you could tell that he wanted to punish me, you know, um, and make me feel humiliated. And and of course it was. There certainly was some of that. But I don't shy away from telling the truth. I told... You know, well, I told you guys uh, and my Sunday school class, I got fired. I mean, I it is. I it was uh, 
It was a decision made by my boss, not by me. That's a, let's let's stay there for a minute and, and, and look at that. Because in many cases, nobody wants to admit they get fired. It's humiliating. No, no doubt about that. But men feel like it reflects badly on them. They're afraid to. What's and and now you did it in ABF class. What's what's a more Christian reaction to that? You're you're right. kind of having to admit that you fell short in somebody's in somebody's eyes. Somebody, <laughs> well, and also think about this: being married, okay, mm-hmm. and my wife wondering, okay, wh- where's the money going to come from for the bills? Mm-hmm. What you know? What are you? What's your plan now? And it happened so suddenly, I didn't have a plan. You know, I'll get one. You know, and at times I think a man just has to be comfortable with being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I would do. I know I have talent, but I, you know, I didn't know. What, what advice would you offer spouses? If their husband were to get fired, I think what some some men dread is going home and the first thing the wife, they believe the wife is going to say, well, what did he do? How did you mess right. this up? Right. And in some cases that happens. But what what is the, how, how can a spouse be supportive in this situation? What, what must, what, what should, what, what feelings should get validated and, and what should or and should not be said? Well, let me just back up with that a, a little bit. Uh, number one, you as a man need to be honest, and this is probably the this is the second time that I've been fired. At both times, I knew it was coming, and don't hide that from your wife. It's getting rough. You can just drop hints. Uh, it's getting rough. The, uh, the company that I was working for before that I got fired, got bought out and they just fired the whole group. And we basically found out two days ahead of time what was happening. Uh, And then we were just let go and nobody knew anything at all. That's blindside. That's getting blindsided or downsized and stuff. But when you're fired, I knew the tide was turning against me. And I honestly thought, though, that because I was selling, that money was mm-hmm. is what keeps the company going. And, and I'd turn it around. I'd turn him around. Um you know, and I didn't because I didn't, I didn't do the selling, you know, his way, which was more important than, than selling. So I guess I kind of read it wrong. Now getting to the point to what can a spouse do is not add on anything additional because already when the man comes home, I've been fired. He's already thinking of, okay, I get my last check in two weeks. If I get a job, 
they're going to hold back my next check in two weeks. I have mortgage. I have a car payment. I have. They're already thinking of all this contingency plans or where they're going to borrow the money to hold over the gap. How long the gap is going to be? Because you don't, you don't know uh, really what's going to happen. And so all of a sudden you come to a, a cliff and you didn't expect to be there. If anything, I thought with this particular job, I'd be able to smooth things out and I'd be able to continue on and my sales would just be going up, up, up because I was really catching on and knowing what I was doing. I just wasn't doing it his way. Uh, and that was that was what got me out the ejector seat. Now I'm going to ask you this. Um, everything you worry about, was it was it worth worrying about it or did ultimately things fall into place and was it was it as bad as you imagined it could be um, and, and I'm speaking to someone who has been fired a few times so yes I mean in a way it was worse than uh, what it, it it was expected to be because in my particular case, I almost see God in it because I got fired the day before my wife went into the hospital and found out she had cancer. And so for the next three months, I made 71 trips down to the medical center with her for her treatments that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was working. And so in a way that not having a job helped me, it made me available to do it. Of course, well, I'm put in a hole because of medical expenses too, even though I have insurance and, uh, and had to live off my savings, but I, of course, I was available for my wife, which it really gave me time to put life into perspective, is what it did allow me to do. Um, I, I wanted to talk about quitting, though. Oh, okay. Also, since my wife... Now, that happened a year ago. Actually, almost exactly a year ago. As my wife got better, I got a, another, a different sales job, all-commission job. And because she doesn't have as many appointments to go to, and so I do these sales uh, jobs. And I had been at that one for six months and as a salesman you expect or as anything when you're a man you've probably studied hard you've worked out hard to be the best athlete to be the best student you probably know what kind of jobs you can do and what 
is in your wheelhouse. And this particular job was in my wheelhouse. But after six months, getting my commission checks barely covered my car payment. Which is unheard of for me. Because I'm a salesman. I've always been good. And that's why I brought up the thing about resignation first. I did not resign from this job. I got my second subpar commission check that I couldn't even feed my family with. And there comes a time, and we throw this term around, where you have to man up. And that's what it was for me. I just have to just say, dude, this is not for you. This is a round hole, and you are a square peg. You can keep pounding your head against it. You're not going to make money at this. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe, because I think the way you explained it was happening, and this happens, unfortunately, in a lot of sales jobs, and it's horrible when it does, but your firm, your clients were turning back to the parent company, right. and the parent company was writing up their sales and cutting you out. And so you weren't getting, you were doing the legwork, the time, and, and and I don't understand why companies do that, but I don't blame you for quitting in that situation. <laughs> right, They and understand, I, I do understand why a company does it, because a company does not want to lose the deal. It's, They'd rather lose a salesperson than lose a deal. A deal they get to keep. A salesman they can replace. And me, I was an outside salesperson, which is what I do because I'm a public speaker and I like doing it. I like, I like being close to the customer. But <clears throat> when you're out there and you're not close, when you're not tied into the company and the customer at the same time, one can go around you, and you'll never know the difference until you see it on your check. And unfortunately, as jobs have evolved in the new kind of information, uh, information industry that we have now, as opposed with more manual and blue collar type of stuff. It's easy to go around the salespeople and stuff. And my point though is I was really humbled when I saw the check. I was not humiliated like I was when I was fired. Because when I saw that, I realized right then, it's time to go. You're not going to be able to make it here. As disappointing as it is, a lot of things, there's a lot of sadness in life. There's a lot of things that are not going to work out your way. It's better, though, to stop it. And close that door and open the next one. 
And so that is essentially what I did, and that's the reason why I really appreciated the time to just kind of talk about this in a in a man way. Well, I'm going to give you the, the question because we are a religious podcast. How how did your relationship with the Lord help you through these instances, and what kind of perspective did it think? Do you think it gave you? I I think the uh, and well, you know me for a lot of years. One of the big challenges with me is anger, and I was furious uh, at both times. Basically, furious with myself for getting fired because I was doing well, and just being bullheaded and uh, not not morphing to the rules of the game. Uh, I was more furious at myself than at the company for firing me because I, I probably should have put more emphasis on that and, and could have made a difference. And I really think that my relationship with the Lord helped me realize that in that particular case, it was me. It was not them. And then in the part of quitting, where I felt basically like a failure because I picked the wrong job and I couldn't turn it around. So I made two mistakes picked the wrong job, and couldn't turn around. And so I had to quit, which makes it strike one, strike mm-hmm. two, strike three. Made me feel like a failure because all of those are my fault. My relationship with the Lord, though, was one of grace. That I felt that I'm not a failure because I tried. I was not home on my couch. I invested my time, my gas, my creativity, my effort. It just didn't happen. So, honestly, it's almost as if in it, you can take both fire, the humiliation of getting fired and the humbling experience of quitting, and the Lord equalized it. I felt pretty high and mighty when I shouldn't. And I was feeling pretty low and crappy. And the Lord basically told me I shouldn't feel that way either. (laughs) So what I've learned from this is something that I've never done because I've been uh, applying for jobs now. Even I have to help my wife. But it, but I am going to go back to work. But I've been telling them. They ask me, and I put it on my resume. They ask me what happened with this job. Normally, I say I, I would say something. Oh, I just had a better opportunity. I've I've I had two interviews, and I told them, oh, I was fired. <laughs> and they just sit back and they're shocked. They can't believe I would say it. Well, I was, and 
and they ask me why, and I tell them exactly. And they go, oh, well, okay. <laughs> and I haven't been hired by any of those people, so I don't know. And maybe it, I don't know if it's necessarily hurting me or anything, but it's sure making me feel good. It's, it's being honest. honest. Yes, being honest. It's honest. Makes me feel it's good. It's honest. You're, you're, you're offering them nothing. You're letting them make their own judgments. Um, anything else you and have there? I, I know we're, we're getting late yes. on, on, on this thing, and yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I did. And... I, I'm not saying that you have to be honest and tell people that you're mm-hmm. fired or whatever you mm-hmm. go through it, but I do think you'll feel better if you if you're honest. You keep it simple. You remain positive. You try to find to some way to get some spiritual growth out of it, some way or another. I mean, it doesn't have to be a huge oak tree. I mean, just some. I mean, you learn something that you didn't know before, and. Uh, and add that to your skill set. After all, you went through it. Don't forget about it, and use that experience uh, to your advantage. Very cool. Well, Bill, thank you for this uh, for this time. And and once again, this has been one of the No Church Answers series of summer specials as we work our way through the summer, the real hot summer of 2023. But it's uh, almost time for at, at, at Sugarland Baptist Church for Welcome Home Sunday, and that means we come back full strength, uh, the whole crew, and I think we're back at the, the, we're back with podcast 298, I think at the very end of August. And as you mentioned earlier, podcast 300 won't be far behind that. So it's coming up. Uh, so great. Uh, so again, thanks for uh, listening in. We look forward to seeing uh, you soon again as we gather for Go Church Answers.